1: Spadrosian throws to Sandberg and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have pumped on in. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, welcome. Thompson to Clark podcast, our very first live stream, Brad. What do you think about being on screen? i uh i had to shave
0: uh haven't shaved since i went to work on friday so uh that and i and i had to um i had to floss also (laughs) there's a lot of work that
1: had to go into this to do a live show at some point we'll uh, ask our wives to help us with makeup oh yeah that'd be oh yeah i could use a little bit
0: (laughs) i even put on lotion too i can't tell nobody can tell
1: (laughs) Uh, so uh, this is our attempt to go live. And for those listening on, on the podcast version, uh, you know, we are every, just testing out things like we did. We did a video show with Ash uh, several weeks back before the season even started. We did a locker room show where it was like this interactive radio thing. And now we're giving the, the live video a shot. Uh, software and technology—it's pretty amazing what we can do here. Imagine back in our KS uh, our San Jose State days, you know, being able to do stuff like this on a computer. And uh, you were doing stuff like this with normal technology at that time.
0: Well, yeah, and the 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 funny thing is at KSJS, so we had the morning show. I uh, used to do a morning show on Friday mornings from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. and we had a camera in the studio, so that was kind of cool. So we'd throw in a vhs tape for those who don't know what that is it's a little <laughs> black rectangular thing and you would record video on it uh so we'd throw in a vhs tape and we would record our show and of course you'd have to put it on what was it like the, the slp mode the super long play yeah yeah and uh, just to get the four hour show on there and go back i still have those tapes I, as a matter of fact in a box right next to me um and and so we had that. And then when I went over to Yahoo in 2000, so that was like 98, 99. Mm-hmm. Then in 2000, we went over to Yahoo. I went over to Yahoo and we were doing live streaming broadcast from 2000 to 2002.
1: And this is and, the beginning of that stuff. Like you, you were yeah. at the forefront of doing this stuff. on the. Internet.
0: It was insane because it, it was broadcast. It was for, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like trade houses because we used to cover the stock markets live daily. So it was that that type of stuff. Uh, so not many people got it. It was like, if you had a T one line, you yeah. got to watch us. Yeah. If you had your normal 300 K connection at home through AT&T, you weren't watching us. There was right. no way.
1: Right. No, that's, that's amazing. And you know, just you kind of being in the beginning there was, was, was nuts. Cause now, you know, here we are, I don't know how long, have what, 20 years. What do you, what do you think?
0: <sighs>
1: yeah. 20,
0: 20 something. Oh, you mean for you and I, no, no,
1: no! How long oh, ago since, were you doing that?
0: You got- oh God, that was 2000, and then we ended in 2002. So yeah, you're looking at like 19 years ago now at this point, and uh, I, I would have never have thought it would have come to this. I mean, I can see you in high def. <laughs> People can see me. I put mine on low def because I you don't need to see me in high def. So, but but this is really cool because we're streaming, we're live. We can take questions, we can answer questions. I mean, this is just. I love it. You can talk baseball while we're doing it.
1: Uh, just for the person, the the few people who are watching us live, because you know we we are doing this sort of as a, it's like as a trial run. You know, we didn't yeah. even put this on our YouTube channel. We're going Facebook, going Twitter. Uh, but uh, someone who you know very well left us a comment, and I want to show you, and you tell me what this means. Mm-hmm. All right.
0: Get the vision there's Jerry Day. So Jerry Day used to work at uh Finance Vision with us. He was a producer over there and that's what we used to say it was get the vision. You know Jerry Day from our uh, I do. all of our I do. Uh, our fun uh fantasy leagues and whatnot, baseball
1: and football. Yeah. And then Hi Jerry. And another uh another person who is in our Facebook group uh just said what's up. So hello. Nice. Thank you for jumping on. Nice. Um, all up? right. So you know we're gonna do our we're gonna do our normal normal show here. Um, we're gonna talk about as as you see Brad take a nice drink there. Let's actually kick right. that kick that off with uh, what are you drinking there, Brad? Well, now I can actually show everybody. So this is a Silver Sage,
0: uh, just a, a regular old pale ale, but it's a Silver Sage pale ale from Pigeon Head Brewing. Uh, It is brewed with some cool stuff. It's got three different hops in it, Magnum, Centennial, Citra. Like I've talked about on the show before, I like the 16-ounce cans because if you were to go to a brewery and ask for a pool of a pint, you would get 16 ounces. So getting a 12-ounce can doesn't cut it. So this is brewed with white sage leaves. And if you've ever been to northern Nevada, the Reno area, anywhere out in this area, you know that sage is everywhere. So it's actually cheap to work with because you can go out in your backyard and you can get yourself some sage plants and uh, brew some beer. But it's only 4.8% real low alcohol. Uh, I do like the 16-ounce low alcohol beers because I can sip on them. And afterwards, I can actually uh, feel good and go to bed normally.
1: Nice. All right. (laughs) I, I only did this. This is not something I normally drink. I just did this for kicks since we were doing our video show. But uh, the uh, six, the now six year old, my stepdaughter, we had her birthday party last uh, yesterday. And it's the first time we've had people over since the pandemic. We were outside. Everybody at least had one shot of the vaccine. (laughs) Um, Oh, I I
0: thought you I thought you were gonna say one shot of something else. Well, she's only six.
1: We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. (laughs) All right. But um, so, you know, it was kind of cool to just see people again. And they're all sort of in our inner circle. So very, you know, we trust everybody. Um, But my wife, she went out to buy drinks for everybody. And, you know, she bought some sodas for the kids, some waters. And then she brought... Can you see what this is?
0: Oh, look at that. I'm going to have to show Denise that. Absolute vodka soda.
1: So it is very refreshing. It says uh, sparkling, ready to drink, 97 calories, supposedly no carbs. I don't know if I believe that. I'll have to really look (laughs) into that. But um, it is really light, but it is also, I would say, light on the alcohol. So, you know, when you have a few of these like you're like "Eh," like it's just it's kind of like just drinking water in a sense but for this show what do you think I did I poured it into a glass and what do you think I did added some ice it's a light 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 drink
0: I can I can only guess that you added yourself another (laughs) shot of vodka
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) added another shot of vodka so (laughs) We are we are ready to go. I mean, we Excellent. have to, right? It's our, first, yeah. it's our first live stream. So
0: this is fun, man. This is fun. I'm gonna be sipping on this. I've got my uh is this uh, you probably can't see it, but it's etched on there. My local beer envy. So like uh it's we have a lot of play on words here because we're Nevada, which is uh envy is the abbreviated uh for our state. So we have a lot of envy jokes here. So this is beer envy, uh and V, not envy. Um, and so and a local uh, pool house is what I like to call them. You can go there and they have like 70 or 80 beers on tap, none of their own stuff, but a bunch of local stuff. So I like to, I like to support the locals. So I get their glasses and their t-shirts and I go there and I drink beer. So,
1: and also this is also for the people listening on the podcast feed, which We've been getting more people listening on the podcast feed, which makes me really happy. Thank you to everybody. Yeah. And if you can leave a iTunes rating, that would be beautiful as well. But, you know, the game's going on in the background here. We both got it going on. <laughs> my, my phone died, though. I got to fire it back up again. <laughs> Giants took a 2 0 lead against the Phillies. This there we is Capler's welcome back game. And uh, Brandon Belt, two run jack. And so the Giants have staked out a. Two to zero lead behind Gossman, and uh, it is in the top of the fourth right now. So, just so people know what what time of the day it is that we're doing this.
0: So, uh, uh, welcome back, Cotter. Speaking of uh, Kaplan's, yeah. welcome back. That was in New York, right? I, I it would be fitting if it was actually you know supposed to be in Philly, but I think it was a, a New York show because you always call Gabe Kapler yeah, I, what? Uh, Ka- yeah,
1: Kapler, Kaplan. Yeah, yeah, Kaplan, Kaplan. Yeah, it just, thing. just happens. I think last. <laughs> I think last year when we started this podcast, I said, I'm going to do very hard, try very hard to not screw up his name. <laughs> and like literally on the first podcast, I screwed up the name. So I don't even try anymore. It's like, well, no. can try, just just no. go with it. Everyone knows what I'm talking about anyway. Yeah, exactly. Fam. All right. So let's talk about the things that we are going to talk about on this show. Uh, so what do you think about not including where they are right now as the game is going on? 9 and 6 second in the National League West to the Dodgers who were just hot as fire. And I think second best record in all of the National League after 15 games, uh tied with the Reds who they just took 2 of 3 from, Reds came to San Francisco. So, it uh, feels like, you know, if you uh, you couldn't really ask, uh, you know, outside of going 15 and 0, you know, could you ask for a better start from this team? It, you know, it, <laughs> You you
0: could because there were a couple of blown saves uh, early on, which is something this team struggled badly with last year. So it's it's hard to get into this season uh, and already have two of those. I mean, this team could be eleven and four, uh, two games behind the Dodgers right now. So it's frustrating to see. Or uh, what is he? Let me do my math. One and a half games back, I think. But. Um, it's hard to see. It's hard to see that because we thought they shored up the bullpen with that. Um, they got a. We're going to talk about him later, but we got a nice bullpen addition uh, over the weekend in Camilo Duvall. So somebody like him, if he if he ends up getting slid into that closer spot eventually um you could double them up too you don't have to name a closer they really haven't i think all the articles pretty much have said they have not named a closer but mcgee is getting all the closing situations until yesterday when rogers got it um because jake mcgee had the second covid shot and was kind of feeling it so
1: still feeling it right because they didn't activate him today
0: no, they didn't. Um, now, this is one I don't understand. I tried looking this up today. I couldn't really find much on it. I know he doesn't count. I know. I know when he's off right now uh, with the COVID situation. He, you can pull somebody up from the taxi squad, and he and it's not going to count as a. Uh, you got to bring somebody up to fill that forty man roster spot, and he comes off the forty. You know all that type of nonsense. I think he can, he's going to be eligible. Anybody who goes on that uh, COVID list is eligible to come back within the 10 days. They don't have to wait the entire 10 days. So he could, he could be back tomorrow. He could be back the next day. Um, But shoring up that back end of the bullpen is going to be huge for this team. Do they feel to me? it just does not feel like really a nine to 16 feels like a better team, Mm -hmm. but it also feels like a six and nine team. In a weird way, because I mean, you look at the scores. We can win games three nothing. We can lose games three nothing. We can win seven to six games like we did earlier in the week. Lose a seven to six game like we did this weekend. Uh, you can win one nothing. You can lose one nothing. There, there's no true identity for this team yet. The only identity is that this team strikes out a lot. That that's the only identity I see so far.
1: Did you look at the team batting average today? I
0: did. So I actually took a look at, you know, because we're going into this Philly series. So I compared the Giants with the Phillies at this point of the season. Again, early in the season, I mean it's a small sample size. We're what you know, 15 games into this. Yes. But the Giants are hitting 205. Coming into today's game, that's good for 29 out of 30 teams in the major leagues. Yes. The Phillies are hitting 236 and they're middle of the pack. So nobody's really tearing the cover off the ball, but the Boston Red Sox and the Dodgers um, Padres for the most part. Uh, But, you know, and the Giants are 19th in the league in in, um, home runs. Oh, no, sorry, 12th in the league in home runs with 19. Uh, Phillies are 28th in the league with 13 home runs. Uh, Giants are 28th in the league in runs scored with 49. Phillies are 23rd in the league with 57. So, I mean, these these two teams aren't mashers. But just going back to just the Giants, the strikeouts need to start really getting cut back. They are also... On the pitching side of the ball, uh, they are not striking out a lot of people. They are 24th in the league in strikeouts for the pitching staff uh, at 8.69 Ks per nine, which is not fantastic. Teams are putting the ball in play, and when they put the ball in the play, if your defense isn't solid, which the Giants' defense is a little shaky right now, um, because the Giants have so many Listellas, and uh, you know, they have so many Dubons and so many players that they can kind of, you know, Wilmer Flores, they can plug them in places. They don't have true uh, positions. You're going to run into this situation where if the giants aren't striking guys out, but the ball is being put in play, things are going to happen that are negative. Um, and the great players are going to get made like Slater made. And, and you know, yesterday and, and like, um, Crawford makes I don't know three four times a game so you know that's the tricky part they they really need to start missing bats more and not missing bats on the offensive side and Belt's got a two run home run today so that's you know yeah. and they're up two nothing right now in the fourth and Gossman is is dealing so these are the Giants games right now yeah at two nothing and then the bullpen comes in and they've got to hold those leads so we're back to torture We're back to a winning record, but torture, but fun. I'm having fun. I don't know if you're having fun.
1: I'm having a lot of fun. fun, Okay. (laughs) We could be, uh, you know, we could be in, like you said, we could be the other way around, six and nine, because my favorite stat, and I don't know if this is necessarily a predictor of how good teams are, because I know even in like 2014, when the Giants won the World Series, Their runs scored versus runs against wasn't like lights out in any way. Right. And so that's why a lot of people didn't think that they were going to be good enough to to win the championship in that year. But that's the one that I like to look at as sort of a predictor to say how good a team really is. And you mentioned the Red Sox. Red Sox are 96 runs scored, 68 runs against. So they are a plus 28. They lead the American League in run differential. And the, the second leading team, uh, is the Chicago White Sox who are actually eight, nine, they're plus 11, Uh, the Tampa Bay rays, you know, they're minus 13. And, you know, we think that they're probably going to kind of be in there at the end, you know, competing in the national league, (laughs) the Dodgers are a ridiculous 38 (laughs) plus 38 that scored 90 runs and have 52 runs against
0: that feels like that's every year. that they're up, you know, 30 or 40 runs above, uh, you know, above the line, which is insane. I mean, that's, you know, just an offense that just keeps cranking and cranking and cranking. So I want
1: that. Other really good teams Cincinnati, who we just took two out of three from, 91 and 67. So they're plus 24. Milwaukee is uh, 66 runs scored, 52 against. So they're plus 14. And the Padres, who we are uh, t- essentially tied with, we're percentage points ahead of them right now. They're a plus 13 at uh, 69 runs scored, 56 runs against. So the Giants are only a plus 3, 49 run scores, and 46 runs against. The, the pitching has been really strong when it comes to uh, uh, runs against. The only teams that I see who have less runs against are the Mets, but they've only played 11 games compared to the Giants' 15. And then uh, I think that's it in the American League. No one's really close to the Giants. So, you know, they've given up per game, you know, the, the least amount of runs in baseball. So that's a great sign because it shows that their pitchers are competing and, and in some instances even dominating. Uh, but they, you know, if those bats just wake up a little bit, like if the bats wake up to what the team was last year, right? Like we're sitting yeah. very pretty.
0: Oh um, yeah. Cause they were a top 10 offensive team last year. Yeah. And this year they are a bottom <laughs> bottom 29 teams yes. oh yeah
1: so, so I, I looked over it looks like i'm looking at brad but uh, i yeah. looked at the score so it looks Giants, like i'm looking at garrett let's, oh. <laughs> the Jets are still up 2-0 <laughs> but uh it looks like after a double runners on second and third no outs for the phillies so gossman's uh gossman's gonna have to deal here he's gonna have to put put some stuff together here and get out of this jam uh, so we do have a question, though, and I wanted to show yeah. uh, Brad this question. And this is something that we've talked about. I think we both agree we've softened on this idea. But uh, Jacinto Castillo says, I have always been a huge proponent of National League ball with no DH. Same with us. Yeah. But after last year, I started to soften on the idea of bringing on the DH in the NL. I know it's coming, so I say bring in that extra bat. Where are you guys with it? I softened on it as well. I actually liked watching the games last year with the lineups, the giants were able to put together. Now, look, if the giants were not so flexible with their offense, it may not have been as fun, but it was kind of fun to see what, uh, Kapler was able to, uh, uh, Kapler was able to do with the extra hitter. Uh, you know, as far as lefty, righty, you know, moving guys around. It was actually pretty fun to watch him create that lineup. So, I agree. I, it's coming. It's sort of inevitable. So we can't really say that we hate it because we're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> but uh, I was way I liked it a lot more than I liked the idea of it when it came last year. Well,
0: <clears throat> and here's the fun thing about it is it's a lot of people think, well, offensively. Cool. You can do this and you can do that. You're going to have an extra hitter. There are some pitchers who hit very well, as we know. Uh, Madison Bumgarner is one of them. He's one of what, maybe three. Yeah. So Zach Granky, <laughs> yeah, Zach Granky. So you're gonna have 15 teams in the National League that are, you know, are going to gain a bat for the most part. Because again, you look at Bumgarner. Well, that's one fifth. Of the pitchers that are going to be hitting. So one every five days, they've got a guy. And again, Bumgarner's not a 340 hitter. I mean, he's got power. He's still going to hit what 20, 230. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think when it comes down to it, the really cool thing about it is you're going to, especially with the Giants team this year, yes, you're going to add another offensive bat, you're also going to add more defense because right now they're having to kind of hide guys around again, Listella. I mean, he made a, a you know a, a kick me play at third, recovered, uh, threw the runner out at first. Still made a nice play. Longoria is going to make that in his sleep. Yeah. So you can take a Listo and put him at the DH, and then have Longoria play third. You can also, I mean, Dubon's not a he's not a bad center fielder. He's not one of the best center fielders because it's not his
1: natural position. I don't know. He's been pretty bad this year. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to be nice last year. (laughs) I think we, he surprised us because we had very low expectations, right? He's an infielder going to the outfielder. You give him benefit of the doubt, but he had that, you know, that one year underneath him. And so this year, I think our expectations were a little bit higher. And he has shown that he is still a very new outfielder.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you see some of the routes that he takes on the ball. Uh, I played center field uh, quite a few years in baseball. Uh, I was not the best center fielder either. I was, you know, I was usable on our team, but I knew how to take routes and yeah. t- how to get to the ball, and that's something you work on a lot. And I'm sure he is. The the thing is with major league hitting i mean now that you've got the ball coming off the bat like 110 120 miles an hour so if it's tailing or doing something especially it gets up into that uh AT&T wind that Oracle Park wind you got to deal with that so it's tough man it is not an easy thing um but but again with the DH you can say well dubones going to uh DH tonight and let's get slater out there in center field or let's get uh Duggar out in center field um you know they're going to be able to kind of tuck guys away a little bit in that dh spot next season uh so so i'm i'm really looking forward to it because yes i think at this point it's so hard for me to say because i always growing up i always said oh i'm a traditionalist uh when it comes to baseball and uh i don't want the game changed or anything else like that there's some rules that are a little weird you and i as old guys we like the uh the extra inning rule right we're, we're enjoying that you put a runner at second base and hey, see what games, you can do games
1: are pretty much done by the 10th inning every yeah i
0: li- am i'm liking that uh and the excitement too the excitement level of that runner at second base you know, giants are on the road, they get that run home and you go, yeah, yeah, we got a one run lead going down to the bottom of the 10th and you go, Oh shoot. That's right. They get to put somebody at second base and now we got to shut that down. Um, So it's fun. So I think the DH is just uh, kind of a natural progression I'm surprised. Actually, it took this long for it to happen. Um, Manfred's been in how many years now, <laughs> and it mm-hmm. took him took him three, four years for it to finally happen. So, uh, but yeah, definitely thing looking thing I forward.
1: Don't like, to it. is that they're using it as like this bargaining chip? They're like, yeah, yeah we'll give you this, but you got to give us this. And it's like, how about we just do what's good for the league? Let's add it. You know, let let's let's give another hitter who may not be uh, playable on defense let's you know let's make an opportunity and give that person a job uh and so that that's the only part i don't like about it is yeah. just the you know just the bargaining and the leveraging of, of these things all right we do have another question from your good pal jerry hey jd uh he said uh, you've heard about the double hook they're messing with in the carolina league lose the dh when the starter leaves seems like compounding the problem to me i agree i don't like yeah. that i think you just have it or you don't have it this is like kind of like an, an in-between, and I can imagine a lot of managers who are not used to playing without the DH screwing this thing up pretty badly.
0: Yeah, and I don't know why they can't just keep with the rule that they have because for years it's been you pinch hit for the DH and you lose the DH, right? Yeah. That That's it. Now that is the... Pitcher spot yeah um so why they can't just stick with that i don't quite understand um that this just seems like uh what jerry is saying i haven't looked at that uh a whole lot but from looking at it here it's i mean you're looking at a deeper bench you're looking at uh less pitchers, maybe more hitters. Are they going to go from a 25 man roster to a 26 was what they're doing now to a 27 or a 28. Again, you're opening up more jobs. Is that just going to be a new bargaining chip where they say, well, let's do this. Cause again, you have to look at it from a business perspective where they're coming in and saying, Hey, we're going to do the DH and we're going to do the DH rule, this cool rule that we came up with. And then yeah. it, it just says the players can come back and say, Let's not do that weird rule, but we're okay with the DH. So, the, so that you know, you it's that uh, you know bargaining for a car. You go way out here, and then you kind of bring it back a little bit and say, "Oh, but well, I'll, I'll give also, you this instead."
1: I'll also, t- by the way, Gossman got out of it. He's uh, oh nice. So they had second and third no outs, and Gossman got out of it. So Giants still up 0 um, The other thing I don't like about it is one of the reasons to have a DH is to be able to put together some innings because you don't have that automatic out. And let's say your starter uh, poops the bed. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how, how I want to, I don't know. We're, we're going live on Twitter and Facebook. So yeah. I just wanted to be clean a little. Our clean. moms might be watching. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so let's say he poops the bed, but, uh, and so you got to pull him. And if you pull your starter, you lose that DH by the second inning and that actually makes it harder yeah. to come back, right? When the yeah. reason to have the DH is again to put these innings together, and you could actually, you know, come back. It makes the games a little bit more exciting. Uh, so that's why I don't. I, that's why I don't yeah. like that specific rule. But
0: well, yeah, and and you're forcing pitchers to go deeper at that point, and and this is the game is not. That anymore, the game is not complete games for pitchers anymore. That could be a
1: pro to it, though, right? Like that could yeah. be a pro is is that you know one of the things that we don't like about baseball. Not that we don't like it, but it's just different from when we grew up. We're we were used to, you know, Fernando Valenzuela throwing nine innings like every other start, like just yeah. what we grew up on. Uh, Jack Morris throwing 10 innings in a World Series game, right? (laughs)
0: You'll never see that again. Never.
1: (laughs) And now, you know, people are pretty much maxed out by the sixth or seventh inning. And we, you know, we had a situation that we talked about in the last podcast where Johnny Cueto goes into the ninth and we're like, oh my God, what's going on? This is like seeing a unicorn. (laughs) That's just the way baseball
0: is. Totally,
1: totally. Um. All right. So let's. Uh. The only there's one game that I wanted to talk about, so, and it's it's a it's a. I don't want to talk which, about this game. It's a game in which they lost, <laughs> which is the Saturday game. They were, look, they were pretty comfor- comfortably ahead, and the Marlins kept pecking away, pecking away, and it was our first sight of Mac Cheese, Jake McGee. Not being likes out. I didn't like that feeling. I didn't like seeing Jake McGee give up line drive singles all over the place. That was not fun. What I didn't like was Kapler's quote after the game
0: where he said, we don't expect Jake McGee to get all the saves. I don't like that. Quote. I think he could have gone about it differently. I don't think you. I don't think you put it in somebody's head who's a closer that. Hey, if you go out there and you give up the lead, eh, no big deal. No, he's a competitor. I mean, he he wants to go out there and, and get to save every situation. He doesn't want to hear his manager say, "Yeah, we don't necessarily expect you were going to do it anyways." Yeah, I just didn't. I saw that quote and I go, "Huh." I don't you know, know if I would know, have gone you know for this that.
1: Reminds me of is. Yeah. Um... So my high school team, the season before I joined the varsity team, we won the CCS, and it was kind of ridiculous nice. for my public high school, Mount Pleasant High School, to win the baseball CCS because you're going up against Bellerman and Sarah and all of these crazy schools, athletic schools uh, who would constantly, you know, St. Francis and yeah. all all those teams who were just all really great at baseball, and so this like public high school wins and uh, so we come back my junior year i joined that team and so the team that we played in the ccs sarah you you may remember uh they had a pitcher by the name of dan serafini he? who got drafted oh, yeah. by the cubs so they used dan serafini to get to the ccs game and so they couldn't use him in that ccs game so mount pleasant beat him uh and and won the thing and so the next year, we play them in preseason. It's like a non-league game in some tournament. I forget we're, we're on the tournament. And so our our coach, he turns to me as a junior, and he's like, "You're pitching." I'm like, "What? Like you didn't <laughs> tell me this like the night before? <laughs> like nothing, right?" So he's like, yep, yeah, you're 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 on the on the mound." And it was really gamesmanship because in his head, we were going to see them again down the road in the oh. playoffs, right? That's, yeah, yeah. So that's what he he didn't want to show the the one, you know, our ace and you know, our best pitchers. So I knew like I was I, I knew that that was the situation. It didn't make me happy that I had to throw against these mashers, <laughs> right? Without any any awareness that this was right. Happening. So anyways, he he's talking, you know, before the game, and I can see all the seniors, they were so jacked up for this game, and when they hear that I'm pitching, they're slightly deflated right like when when the, the coach mentions it and I didn't take it personally you know why because I would have been deflated too if I if this was my senior year yeah and we're not giving our best foot forward right oh no so at, but to their credit they were a little and they were like you know what no excuses we got to go and so they they did actually have my back but my but the coach sees them and he sees the def- deflation in their eyes and he's like you know, we just had a. We just got to have a great game. We got to play great defense. We got to hit. We got to get behind him. And one of my buddies on the team, who was a junior like me, he was so mad. I was like, w- "What are you mad about?" He's like, "Coach should have said he's going to get the job done. Don't worry about you know you. He should have said that you were going to pitch well." And that you were confident, we were confident in you. And I was like, yeah, you know, that would have actually worked a little bit better from a (laughs) psychology perspective. But sort of to what you said about Kapler is that he's couching McGee, probably not to create these unrealistic expectations. But at the same time, if you're McGee, you kind of want to hear that you're the guy, right? You want to hear. Oh, wow. I'm the guy. And. And, you know, actually what, what Kepler said, he spoke it into existence because then McGee wasn't available the next game because of the the vaccine he had. Uh, you know, he had the reaction to the vaccine. He's still not available today. But anyways, like that, that is that that's that's a very interesting thing that you caught. I didn't even catch that. Um, they don't have a, I guess basically what he's saying is, is we don't have a we don't have a Brian Wilson. You know, we don't have a Rod Beck. And if you're a ninth inning guy, or I'm sorry, an eighth inning guy or seventh inning guy, maybe you're like, oh, the job is still available. You know, yeah. we talked about Camilo making his debut. Not he, I think he's really young for that spot. He would probably break out in hives. If he, the
0: <laughs> ninth I, I. he's got some testicles. I think if they shoved him in that spot, he would take it, man, and he would run with it. And he's got the stuff too. It's just a matter of, yeah, can he hold up after back to back blown saves, like Brian Wilson could do, or Rob
1: Nen could do back
0: to back blown saves. You just come right back and you get seven in a row again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, all right. So Jake McGee is human. Mac cheese, yeah. we still love you. We believe in you. We believe. We expect you to bounce back and, and expect you to you know to pitch well. So that was really the the only blemish I thought on the, yeah. on the whole week. The reds are, are a really good team right now. We took two out of three. If, if we win that game, we take two out of three from the Marlins and the Marlins are playing. Okay. They're not, they're not playing badly. No. So, no. um, you know, but that, that's what happens. And then they, they came back and won one zero. You know, they could have tried to make it a little easier, maybe score two runs instead of one run. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> why go that far? <laughs> but let's talk about it. So the uh, the person who uh, who started that game wins our Player of the Week via our Twitter vote. So this is from from Twitter. Explain uh, explain who you chose as the the three folks who people got to vote for and why.
0: So yeah. So what we do each week on the podcast uh, this season is we are uh, going to do a Twitter poll. We're going to throw it out there. Um, See who uh, you guys think. Not only us, uh, but see who you guys think is the player of the week because you guys are watching the games just like we're watching the games. You're invested as much as we are. And uh, so the three I chose this week, and I ran it by Garrett, he liked them. Uh, we went with Austin Slater, big week. Um, he Defensively
1: got offensively and
0: offensively. Uh, I mean, he was just kind of all over the place. He got my vote, I'll tell you that. Uh, so Austin Slater had uh, one home run, five RBIs. My favorite new stat, he had a 0. .463 WOBA. <laughs> Love the WOBA.
1: Weighted <laughs> on base.
0: Weighted on base average, and he got three walks. And the way – so I can explain this a little bit better this week. I was thinking about it in my head over the weekend. So if you're a guy and, and you, have, um, you have a weekend where you hit three triples and a single and you walk – no, let's just say you get three triples and a single in that week. Your OPS is going to be your OPS. Because if another guy gets three triples and a single, you're going to have identical OPSs. Mm -hmm. That's just the way it is. The weighted on-base average, now let's say guy number one hits three triples and a single, and he drives in seven runs because he had a lot of runners on base for that, uh, and he scored two runs. The other guy hits three triples and a single with nobody on base, and he never comes around to score. The first guy is going to have a much better weighted on base average because he's creating runs. He's driving in runs with those hits and he's scoring runs for the players behind him. So that's why that Woba is so nice because it means when you are getting your big hits, uh, you're making them count. And then when you're on base, because Slater also walked three times. So he got on base, came around to score a couple of those times. So, so that really kind of plays into that whole thing. Um, I, I, so, mean, I think you yeah. just
1: earned a job at FanGraphs, by the way. I'm in. Baseball I mean, reference, FanGraphs, here's your guy.
0: finish filling out my resume here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, that's, that's how I see it. Is it right? I mean, it's probably close. You know probably what? Cl- I, closer, right? I just
1: love the attempt because he knew... Growing up, we looked at the back of baseball cards and we looked in media guides and we looked in all these different books about stats. I never saw Woba.
0: I never saw, you know, and an on base percentage is one that I don't even think we saw until like our mid 20s, right? Yeah, you that, had
1: to be like a Bill James follower. Yeah. <laughs> like you would hear this name, Bill James. He's like this, this yeah. statistician, like, oh, And I got to read Bill James, be ahead of the curve.
0: You know, he's the only reason I took stats in uh, college. I hated
1: it, (laughs) but I took it. I tried. Yes, me too. <laughs> <laughs> to say, like exactly the same reason. I'm like, oh, yeah, stats, it'll help me understand, you know, baseball and basketball. No, it's not. No, no,
0: no. I didn't need to know how many, you know, uh, tulips they had at Home Depot. <laughs> Nobody needs that. So the second player on that list was Lestella. He had uh, six hits on the week, hit 429, and uh, scored two runs. His woba wasn't as high because, again, with his six hits, It didn't do anything. It got him on base and he didn't, he only came around to score twice. So a little bit lower. And that's where you see the run creation come into play, but he's getting on base and that's important for this giants team right now. Uh, And then the other one was Alex wood. He got the win in his one start. And it was yesterday, uh, his first start of the season. He went five innings, uh, didn't walk any and struck out four. that tight slider is really nice. That kind of sweeping tight slider. Um, so I think once he gets up to speed, uh, we've got something special on our hands. Uh, we need a, a goofy lefty. You need somebody like that to break up our all right-handed uh, uh, rotation. Cueto's yep. uh, on the shelf. Logan Webb's going to get the start maybe tomorrow, Tuesday. So yeah, we,
1: men- we mentioned that, right? We said Cueto yep. goes on the DL. This is why you have Logan Webb yep. just kind of available. You don't want to send him down because even though he'll get starts and, and he'll he'll stay active there's a possibility that, you know, somebody, something happens and you need a spot guy and Queto immediately <laughs> got hurt. Like they won the game. He pitched another really good game, but he got hurt. And so having Logan Webb, there's there, okay, we're just going to plug him right into queto's spot. But then he's, he's also uh, has the, uh, he was also the one with the shot as well. Right. Didn't, did yeah. have the, a, 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 the adverse effects to the, to the vaccine.
0: He did, and they still think he can go tomorrow on Tuesday, uh, but it happened that same day. So they announced it that day that Webb is out of the rotation. Wood is going to start on Sunday. Six innings later, seven innings later, Cueto's hurt, and now it's uh, uh, – well, Webb's going to make the next start. Uh, So 10-day DL for Cueto. So Cueto's probably going to miss two starts, I would imagine, if he's on the 10-day DL. Um, Be fresh enough. Uh, You hate to miss two starts from Cueto – but you want to say, see if this kind of pushed Webb a little bit, uh, kind of got him going. But uh, so those, so those were the three, and and Wood, what were the numbers? What were the final numbers here? So, so okay, so Tommy Listella got seventeen point one percent of the vote, uh, and then Austin Slater got forty percent of the vote.
1: I, which I also voted for Slater, by the way.
0: Did you? Okay, I thought you might have voted for the, for the winner. So the Mr. drum roll
1: is. I like that
0: drum roll. <laughs> I, I almost heard it. Uh, Alex Wood got forty-two point nine percent of the vote. There is your Week Three Thompson to Clark podcast player of the week, and so
1: he joins Buster Posey.
0: Buster Posey in Week One. In week one. Yeah, and then who was Week Two? Week Two was Brandon Crawford, right? There we go. You're gonna make me. you g you're gonna make me <laughs> well, think back I, to next week. It's because I forgot. That's Let right. me turn the pages here and see what I'm Yeah, B craw. Okay, quick. Well it was close because Queda started creeping up on him. So
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So quickly, uh let's talk a little bit about your boy Camilo.
0: I like it. I like Camilo Duvall. So I wanna pull up his um his minor league numbers because he has not pitched above single a ball that's what's crazy that is insane because you used to see the jump from double a to the majors um i don't recall many players especially pitchers making the single a to the major league jump i mean that's extremely
1: rare he only pitched in and the, and the, and the reason yeah. is is because we didn't have a season last year for my yeah, so <laughs> yeah. he would have threw double A, and and then would have made the jump that you're talking about. But that's why he didn't.
0: Well, and he was nasty against the Dodgers lineup in spring training. I think that pretty much won the hearts of the coaching staff. At that point, they pretty much said, "All right, this guy's got it. This guy's got what it takes to face major league pitching." Don't think we need to see him in double air. Triple a triple a uh, season is starting in what? Like a week or two. I actually got tickets. i um, going to go see. I texted you as soon as I got them. I'm going to go see the Reno aces, the uh, diamondbacks, triple a affiliate here against the Tacoma Rainiers, which is the Seattle Mariners, triple a um, affiliate. So we're going to go at the end of May to see a game, you know, social distancing and everything else. It's a nice big open outdoor stadium with like a single deck so it's not i mean 50% capacity there is like 4000 people mm. so i'm i'm okay with that yeah um or about maybe about 5000 6000 something like that um but anyway so he pitched uh, in san jose in 2019 um his numbers were good uh when when you look at the amount of games so he's he's pitched in 118 games in the minors so when you look at that as a whole you say well that's a lot of games and 163 innings in the minors is a lot of innings, but none against that double a hitting that they usually say double a hitting and double a pitching is really close to major league stuff. It's just unpolished. All of it's unpolished. So he never got a chance to really go there and face those guys, but his, his last season in San Jose 3.83 3.83 ERA in 56 and a third innings. Um, gave up 26 runs, uh, 80 strikeouts in 56 and a third that's his MO. He's a strikeout guy. I mean, you saw it yesterday. a uh, One inning struck out two batters. Struck out the first major league hitter he ever faced, and it was Jesus Aguilar, who's no slouch. I mean, the guy, if you hang one to him, he's going to crush it to the moon. I mean, he's a, he's a big power hitter, so. He, he was very um,
1: unhappy that he struck out, But he,
0: he was, yeah. He <laughs> dropped the, uh, he said, fart. I mean, he <laughs> dropped the F-bomb, so yeah, he didn't like it at all, but but, <laughs> but Duvall, when he got back to the dugout, tried to play it cool, and then starts smiling and was yeah. very happy so i am he was one of my spring flings love this dude so excited love the dreads i even made last year you know you and i like to play a road to the show and mlb the show, MLB the show. Last year I made a dude
1: came out by the way
0: it did. And we got the, the pre, uh, we got the pre, um, what do you call it? The pre-order. So we got to play it for four days before it comes out. I think the, I think it comes out at nine o'clock tonight for everybody else. So, um, but I made a dude who looked just like him last year. Um, the dreads, the, you know, fireballer, big nasty curveball, wicked change, and throws like a hundred plus because I like those types of relievers. You come in, you're that big, you're that tall, you're that intimidating. Um, give me a you know, a whole bullpen full of those guys. And, uh, you know, the nasty boys version two oh, in yeah. 2021, and you're going to win a lot of games if you're up. I mean, like the giants up, I, I lost my feed, so I don't know what the score is now.
1: <laughs> it's still, it's still two, two Oh Gossman. He's got two outs, but he's got runners on the corners. So he's got to okay. get out of another jam. Jeez, yeah.
0: It's a jammy night. So if the giants could, like we talked about earlier, if they could put on another run or two, Give some breathing room. I mean, they haven't won by more than four runs. i have got nine wins. They haven't won by more than four runs in any of those nine wins. Um, they had a 6-1 lead in Seattle. Blew that. Yep. Uh, 5-3 lead Saturday night. Just a two-run lead. Blew that. So those, those, close, those close games like that, I mean, if you can get more Camilo Duvall's more nasty guys like that a nice setup guy and i still think he could be a closer i mean he could be a closer by the end of this year because who knows i mean somebody might look at jake mcgee depending on what the giants are doing in july and say hey we like him we've got a couple of prospects for him he could Mm -hmm. you know help us out in the back end of the bullpen
1: gossman got out of it by the way fly out to the track and right field, and and he's out of it. Nice, but uh, he you, you could tell like he's he's got a little bit of the growth going. On the oh, and it's getting darker every <laughs> inning. Like he's stressing a little bit here. Uh, okay, That's so awesome. um, before we get to we'll we'll, we'll just quickly preview uh, the Phillies and, and the yeah. Marlins again. But uh, so a couple of things that happened. We mentioned the two players who who had the reaction to the vaccine. Um, Johnny Cueto also went on the DL. Uh, they brought up today. Uh, Trevor got your boy. Trevor got your boy and uh Selman to uh to to come up and 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 help out. And they they uh I didn't even know that Duggar was on the main roster. I, I didn't know he was. I, I don't know he was up with the team. Five days sent him down. And Five days and that was it. Our, our boy uh, Chadwick Tromp down. So and Tromp was up for one day. He was up because Posey got dinged on the elbow. Yes.
0: Yeah, so a lot of moves. I, I I wrote down these moves, and it's so hard to keep track of them this year because of the COVID shots. I don't, I, again, I, I got to look up, I got I to gotta really kind of study up on these rules because they're a little bit difficult to follow. Um, Lamont Wade Jr. with an oblique, that is never a good thing. Uh, he's going to be out for a while. So that's why you saw Duggar come up. Mm -hmm. another outfielder then they decided during this trip we have enough outfielders uh so let's go with some pitching because Webb might not start tomorrow now if Webb doesn't start tomorrow i'm gonna ask you this who goes
1: i think you probably just like you maybe you may throw an opener and then throw a middle guy and then just it's like it's a bullpen game
0: so, is Trevor got gonna open a game? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think we'd rather have that as Giants fans at this or point, then, yeah than closing for sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give up two runs in the first, and then we can we got time to make that up, yes. so, yes. um, so, yeah, if Webb doesn't go tomorrow, they just wanted to have more pitchers, just in case and Jake McGee, um, when I got my second shot, uh again, I'm not a well let's just say this i'm not I don't play in the major leagues, um. But I could be in better shape than <laughs> th- than some major league pitchers. Yeah, you're
1: you're probably in uh, in in as good a shape as some of the people. Uh, yeah, maybe even on the giant staff.
0: It is quite possible. So I was banged up the second day. I mean, I was hurting. I had 101.5 fever. I was down for the count. The next day. I drank water, 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 no fever, headache. It was, but I felt good. I worked out. I did a full 40, 45 minute workout. And then the next day after that, still a headache, felt a little rundown. And then finally by the Monday, the following Monday, felt better. So it could be a two or three day thing, but they've got, You know, they've got the full-on staff that can get you the IVs, the fluids, everything you need, the massages, work stuff out. I didn't have any of that. So uh, I just had to throw on the Apple Fitness Plus for 45 minutes and try to sweat all of it out. (laughs) So that's what I did. But that's why I think
1: you get to lay in bed. (laughs) I'm dealing with the kids. So just massage yourself, friend. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Roll around in bed
0: if you need to get your back. (laughs) But but so that's why I think they had to grab two more pitchers because again you're in Philly. Philly can hit. I mean they're not they're not a bad team when it comes to hitting. So I think they needed a couple more there. Um, is that what we were talking about? I went off on a
1: tangent. <laughs> well, 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 you know, yeah, they are. You know the the, the way that Kappler uses the bullpen, having an extra arm or two is yeah. definitely helpful. It may mean that he can't go as much righty lefty righty lefty as he wants because he does love doing that right uh, and and so you know he'll I'm sure he'll figure out the the situation maybe it's because you know they looked at the upcoming starters and they're like, okay, we, you know, we don't have to switch it up as much as we have been. And thus we can afford to bring up these, these two guys in the bullpen. And then, you know, we'll figure it out, you know, after that, but um, okay. So Philadelphia, uh, as of uh, this game, the, the, before the game started, they were eight and seven, one game back of the Mets uh, good, great home team. They're seven and two so far at home. They're one and five away. So if the Giants are able to take this game one as we're talking, uh, that that that's kind of a uh, that's a, that's a good win because Philadelphia is playing very well at home. Uh, when it comes to the team stats, and uh, I'll, I'll just I'll change this to National League. Uh, the Phillies, like you said, they're kind of in the middle with batting order, and and if you look at like the stats are kind of crazy this year because batting average, like if the Phillies, 7th out of 15 teams in the National League, and they're only hitting 237 as a team. And, you know, the Giants are obviously hitting worse. But when you when you uh, switch it up to the uh, the on-base percentage, the Giants climb up a little bit because because they have some guys that can walk. Philly sort of stays right in that middle. And then when it comes to the slugging – Ah, uh, the Giants creep up even more because they do have 20 home runs, and the Phillies only have uh, 13. So the Phillies are actually slug less than the Giants, even though they hit much better. So, you know, both teams struggling offensively. Uh, though the the Phillies are a little bit closer to the norm in the uh, in the National League, and then it, when it comes to pitching, this is really where the Giants excel. Uh, in the National League, they have the third best ERA. Uh, they've given up um, a very small number of hits, and the teams behind them in hits per inning are because that they've just played uh, less less innings. Like Washington Nationals and the Mets, they've been delayed with these games because of uh, the issues with uh, COVID nineteen. So the the Phillies, on the other hand, when it comes to um, when it comes to to the pitching side of things. Uh, they are currently. Let me sort this by ERA. They are right in the middle. So just like the hitting, they are right in the middle of the road when it comes to a lot of these pitching stats. So it seems like the Phillies are sort of very consistent at what they do. They're going to come out. They're going to you know they're going to give up about the same amount of runs. They're going to score the same amount of runs. So really, it's up to the Giants to. You know, if they're going to if they're going to continue to shut teams down, then maybe they can afford to only score, you know, two or three runs. But uh, we'll see, because, you know, I think what we know is Philly's going to eventually be able to hit and the Giants are going to, you know, the Giants will have to sort of figure that out if that happens. But uh, interesting series. I'm just so amazed at the lack of offense in baseball right now (laughs) right it's so crazy now teams are hitting home runs because that's what the game is right now the game is launch angle home runs and strikeouts right because even even though uh you know the team batting averages are so low teams are still scoring runs they're just doing so without uh as many hits as we would expect there's sort of less you know singles and doubles back to back to back and there's more like three run home runs so uh yeah. Or solo home runs if you're the Giants. If you're the Giants. So yeah. very, very uh cool series. I think you know we're we're still so early in the season where yeah. one series sort of defines who you are. But I think the Giants and the Phillies are close. And if you are gonna make that run for that third uh or the, I'm sorry, that second wild card spot, you're gonna have to beat out teams like the Phillies. You're gonna have to beat out teams like the Marlins. Atlanta, the Mets, all those teams are going to be up there, Milwaukee, St. Louis. So it's how the giants really play against these kind of teams that I think are going to show us who they are. Cause I mean, the Padres, the Dodgers are going to be great. We'll see what happens with Cincinnati, but there's a certain amount of teams that you just know are going to, you know, win the division or be very close up there. It's these middle teams that the Giants are going to have to really showcase against. And that's what I like about these next two series against Philadelphia and Miami, because they're kind of right in the same ballpark with the Giants.
0: Well, and Miami
1: comes in for four.
0: So the Giants get to exact some revenge at home, which is really nice. Here's here's some weird things. Remember I told you last podcast, I never feel comfortable when the Giants go on that deep East coast swing at the beginning of the season. Um, Apparently it doesn't matter what time of the season I feel uncomfortable. I went back and looked at these numbers yesterday. Anytime the Giants uh, go and play in Miami And in Philly, it doesn't have to be back-to-back because the last time it happened in back-to-back seasons, I think was 2015. Usually it's broken up a couple different times of the season, but I went back and looked. So the Giants haven't had a winning record in Philadelphia and Miami on their trips combined since 2014. Wow. You remember what they did in 2014. Now, since then, they have not had a winning record on the road against those two teams, they were five and one that year against uh, or in Miami and in Philly. Uh, 2015 they were two and four. 2016 they came close. They were three and three. This was and, and both of those trips were actually after the collapse, uh, after the All Star breaks mm-hmm. b- break when things started going south. 2017 two and four here's the kicker 2018 one and seven they played four in miami and four in philly and they went one and seven uh and then 2019 two and four and then if you remember last year they didn't play any east coast games it was all west coast stuff so right now one and two uh if they can come back and get a winning record or a 500 record against these teams so so they're basically going to have to win two out of three in Philly or three out of three, uh, 14 and 16, those were playoff teams. So maybe that's an omen. I don't know. Probably not. That's if you're superstitious, nobody in baseball is superstitious, right?
1: (laughs) Well, you know, the, the, I, I just remember being a kid. And even when the giants were good when I was younger, so we're talking, you know, 86, 87, 89, 93, you know, you'd wake up on a Sunday and you'd be like, wow, 10 o'clock. Their games are already they're already playing Saturday, you know, Saturday, Sunday. You're like, wow. You just wake up and baseball's on. Yeah. And I always felt like that was bad. Like if I was going to wake <laughs> up and baseball was on, something bad was going to happen. Yeah. And that's what I, I so I feel sort of similarly with you. when when it comes to these trips uh, to the to the East Coast, Um but you know, look, they are still, I think they're they're still up here in, in this game. So hopefully they can close it out and we can start off this series uh in, in a very strong way and then maybe it carries along. Uh Gossman in the bottom of the sixth here at eighty seven pitches. And and look, you know, let, let, let's let's kick it off. Let's have a really good start to the week and hopefully they can continue. But uh is there anything else you wanted to chit chat yeah, about? Yeah, just
0: one more. Here? One more quick thing. Tomorrow night's kind of a fun one. Um, If Webb can go, here's a weird stat. So if Webb can go, it's going to be Webb against our old friend, Zach Wheeler. He was traded to the Mets in 2011 for Carlos Beltran as we were trying to make a push. Um, That was the uh, Posey broken leg year. Uh, They needed some offense. They were trying to get somebody else. They went for a big punch in Beltran. Beltran hit over 300. Yeah. um, He was fine, but he he wasn't clutch. I think that was the problem that pissed everybody off. But tomorrow night we could get the two guys who led the league in one category last year. They tied for the league lead in this one category as pitchers, and that was hit batsmen. Wow! (laughs) They both hit seven (laughs) batters last year, and now
1: I just I saw
0: that and I thought, well, that's odd. (laughs) So had to throw that one out there.
1: But yeah, Our so old we friend Zach Wheeler, huh? Yeah, so we could get that one. And then we got Desclafani, Disco. The uh, I mean, talk about someone who's been gosh, better than even advertised, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, Desclafani has been insane. He's got an ERA of like 1.08, uh, but he only has one win because the Giants don't score runs. So, yes. but he is a Sinatra fan, as I
1: like to see it. Oh, yeah. Right. Do you, you want to tell boy. that quick that story real quick?
0: Yeah, so he um, grew up in New York, uh, or actually in New Jersey, which is where Sinatra's from. And uh, so growing up, he listened to a ton of Sinatra. So on Sunday, that uh, Sunday start, he had at uh, Oracle Park, he had them play Sinatra over the speakers, and he warmed up to Sinatra. He said he likes the mellower stuff when he warms up. He doesn't like the hype-up stuff. He likes to go into a game chill even keel and I get that I mean that that makes total sense when you're a starting pitcher you don't want to be amped up to the point where you're overthrowing you want to have the heart rate down you want to be nice and easy uh, your your fluid motion everything the same don't get out of your head so i thought that's pretty awesome so uh he wants to try to push for uh sinatra sundays i'm all for it let's do sinatra every days um i I'm, I'm all for it because they're seeing the background there there's right? my boy oh. i got some more records uh, some more sinatra stuff up there but yeah, yeah i'm all for it
1: all right we'll close it out with some feedback from jerry day nice job fellas appreciate you listening jerry Thanks, Jerry. Uh, thank you very much. And look, this, this was a lot of fun. I like the idea of doing the live thing because I can kind of play with banners and we can take comments. And yeah. you know, as the show gets a little bit more popular, that could be a thing, you know. So um, really appreciate uh, everyone who who decided to check it out live. We'll, we're going to put this on YouTube. All the YouTube people will be able to see it. And they'll be able to see our faces instead of just the the uh, slate that that Brad puts together for our show like usual. So hopefully more people check this out. Those of you who are listening on the podcast, thank you very much. Again, if you have the opportunity, leave that little Apple uh, review and rating there for us. But uh, yeah, Five so stars. for Brad, I am Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace.